If you're still deciding on your spring break getaway, Amtrak's got just the ticket. You can visit cities from D.C. and Philly to New York and Boston, all while enjoying more sustainable travel. Amtrak produces up to 83% less carbon emissions than traveling by car or plane. And did we mention the extra legroom and comfy seats? Book early and save at Amtrak.com. Click or tap the banner. Emissions comparisons vary depending on route and locomotive type. Restrictions may apply. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Forever. Dog. Welcome to another episode of Best Show Bests, the greatest hits of the best show with me, your host, Tom Sharpling. If you like what you hear, make sure you join us every Tuesday night on Twitch at 6 p.m. Pacific for a brand new episode of The Best Show featuring callers, celebrity guests, live music, and plenty of surprises. Enjoy! Hello, Best Show. What's up, Tom? It's your new buddy, Mike in Bay Bridge. How's it going tonight? Mike in Bay Bridge. Wow. Oh, my God. I am... I never thought Mike, I, I did not think you would call so soon. If, if ever, Mike. Oh yeah, absolutely. Hey, I got, I got something for the topic. Uh, undeniable truth. Yeah. Yeah. What do you got, Mike? It is an undeniable truth that if I need to replace the batteries in one of my remote controls and it only takes triple A's, I will only have double A's and, and vice versa. It's very frustrating. Mm-hmm. No, that that is frustrating. When when you're looking for the one and you don't have the other, and then you're looking for the other and you don't have the one. It's like, yeah, it's like it's it, that's like a, like Murphy's Law, I guess. You know, it's just uh, one of them things, right? It is. A, yeah, it's just one of those things. It's a part of it's a part of life that we start to just accept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got, I got to say, I'm, I'm having a lot of fun listening to the show tonight. It's, it, it's taking my mind off of, off of my problems. It's taking your mind off your problems. Well, that's nice when the show can provide a little bit of a, a break for people. Yeah, yeah. I got a real uh, something's really bugging me right now. What, what's bugging you? Well, you know my. My coffee maker of like, I, I don't know, five years, it, it finally gave out the other day. And when I have to replace something that, that I love and I'm used to, I just hate it because I always go to the store and then they convince me to buy something that's more expensive that ultimately I don't even like as much as what I wanted. Mm-hmm. You know, so... So the other day, you know, I'm, I'm psyching myself up as, as I walk up to the salesperson at, at Best Buy, you know, and I'm, I've made it clear to myself, I'm, I'm, I'm getting that same Braun Master Brew 3000, and I'm not going to be talked out of it. Yeah, so you get yourself right in the frame of mind, this is what I want, this is what I'm getting. 
I will not be swayed. Yeah. Well, Tom, next next thing I know, I'm paying for a seven year, one hundred dollar warranty for a two hundred dollar caring single serve latte and cappuccino maker that I don't even remember agreeing to buy in the in the first place. It, it was like I went in some kind of hard sale trance or something. Mm-hmm. That's so weird, isn't that weird? Like. Am I a man or a mouse? You know, so that's that's what's going on right now. Is I'm just kind of beating myself up for that, you know, for not having that backbone, you know, when I when I need it. You know, so that's mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I guess it, I guess it's shame on on some level. I guess so. I guess it's it's really some kind of like how do we we let these things happen to ourselves? You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like how do you stop that train? I I, I don't. I still don't know. Yeah, I hear you. You know, it's 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 hard sometimes, Mike. It is, but you know, I can always count on the best show to make things better, and I I, I just want to say that right now. Well, thank you. Can I, I mean, look, I I keep I keep calling you Mike. Your name's not actually Mike. Oh, we don't need to get into this, do we? Well, no, it's just well, it's just a part of the show, and it's just a part of the conversation, and it, I think it makes things go a little easier, you know. Okay, all right. Ultimately, all right. All right. All right. You, all you right. called last week, and you called in as Mike in Bay Baybridge, but this is actually your name's Bruce. At your, it's actually, and it's Bruce Springsteen. Oh my God, I I, I can't believe you remember me. I mean, you get. You get so many callers with their fascinating takes on snack cakes and forgotten superheroes. I, I just can't understand how you can keep us all straight. Well, I mean, it's, it's, you make it seem a little uh, makes it seem a little trivial when you say it's just snack cakes and forgotten superheroes. I, I don't think oh. that's what the show is. Well, you talk about other stuff like pizza parlors. Uh huh. That's true. We do talk about pizza parlors. I think that's it. Um, we've talked about more than that. We've talked about more than that. All right, all right. Well, you know, I'm I'm here to learn, just like it, like it, everybody else. And on that tip, um, maybe you could help me with this. Yeah. I heard this really funny song the other day. It's called "Detachable Penis." Who does that? Detachable. That's King Missile. Oh man, I, I it really made me laugh. It really kind of brightened my day. So I, I think I'm going to try to try to try to find that one and uh, download that. You know, it, it's kind of interesting. I used to write fun songs. You know, back 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 in the day, and you know, like. You can look, but you better not touch, uh, you know, crush on you, pink Cadillac. I want to be where the bands are. But as I got older, you know, I just found it, it seemed weird to put a lot of those, those kind of fun songs on my albums, you know? To put the fun songs on is a little hard? Yeah, yeah, like it's... As I've gotten over the tone of my, of my records, you know they're a little more serious. But you know I'm I'm always getting funny ideas for for songs, for funny songs. You know, but since I can't 
I can't use them anymore. I, I, I love to, to try and give them to, to other people. Okay. Like, like, like who? When I heard, well, tell when me I more. Genesis, when I heard Genesis was going on, on tour last year, uh-huh. I, re- I reached out to Phil and I pitched him this idea I had to change that song Invisible Touch to Invisible Crutch. Invisible Crutch. Yeah, so it would have gone like, you know, she seems to have an invisible crutch, yeah. You can't see it, but it definitely helps her to walk. Oh, what, what is an invisible crutch? It's exactly what you think it is. It's like you, you can't see the crutch. And I, I had this whole idea that they could do it when they performed it live, you know, like this this old haggard woman comes out, you know, and she's all hunched over and she's walking with this invisible crutch. And, and then at the end of the song, she, she throws off her trench coat and her shawl, revealing that she's a hot stripper. I don't know how I feel about that. Um, and then she, she throws away the invisible crutch and she starts giving Phil a wheelchair dance, you know, just kind of rubbing her gazongas on his bald head. Oh. God, I, I don't, Bruce. I says. <laughs> first of all, I think it's very strange that you're so so dedicated to fulfilling a vision for other artists. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, Phil didn't like it. Tony, he Tony didn't. It. Yeah, Tony was into it. Mike thought it was terrible too. So Tony Banks loved it. Yeah. Mike Rutherford, not so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you, you know, he stopped replying to my messages, but for years I was trying to get Al Yankovic to do my songs. Okay, you would would actually hit up Weird Al? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'd reworked, uh, you know, song titles of of my own in, in hopes that he would record one or two of them at least. Okay. Yeah, like like uh, like are certain ones you can tell me about? Yeah, like Born to Rub. It's 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 about a baby who who's also a professional masseuse. Okay, I, I vaguely follow. So it'd be just like, and well, it was like babies like us. We were born to rub. Wait, have you heard my demo? Only no, I, I haven't. Okay. I mean, it's not the hardest thing in the world to guess Bruce okay. alright what about 10th Avenue freeze up what do you think that's about what do I think 10th Avenue freeze up is about um, brain freeze. I don't know what is it about. Oh, I like that. No, my version was it, it was about a businessman who's giving a big presentation and he gets a really bad cramp in his leg. Well, that's very. Absurd. There's no way I could have guessed that. Okay, uh, uh, Candy's broom. That was about a hot witch. Uh, mm-hmm. The ties. The ties that blind. Uh, it's about these evil neckties that cause people to lose uh, their sight if you wear them. Uh, meaning- wait, just slow down. Wait, hold on. Hold on, Bruce. Yeah. 
the ties that blind is about some evil neckties. Yeah. Okay. All right. Pretty cool, right? Uh, I didn't. I didn't tell you this one. Uh, it, you know, I have that song called "Meeting Across the River" off of "Born to Run," and it's. Uh, mm-hmm. But this one, "Meeting" is spelled M-E-A-T-I-N-G. Okay, and what is a what is that version of meeting all about? Basically, basically, it's about a barbecue. Okay, so it's a song about a barbecue. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what else was there? There was uh, Blunder Road, uh, Hungry Fart, Dancing in the Quark, State Pooper, uh, Cadillac Ranch, Grazing in the Street, uh, Blinded by Dwight, 57 Channels and I Can't Find the Remote, uh, Gory Days, that was like a modern-day monster mash, uh, Mary Queen of Arcs and Saws. Gory Days, Bruce, Gory Days might be your biggest song if you actually went and did that. I think it might be, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know who I might I might try to co-write that with? Who's that? Trent L. Strauss. You know Trent L. Strauss? Of course I do, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that, that'd be cool. The horror director. Yeah. The one Can I pitch a line I, for it? Do you have lyrics yeah, for Gory Days no. yet? Uh, show me what you got. I had a friend. He was a great big Frankenstein. That's all I got. Can you get any more syllables into that first line? <laughs> um, I knew a friend. I had a friend. He was a great big Frankenstein back in high school. They would strap him to that table with the bolts. And I see that's where I ran out. I just ran out it's again. It's, it, it's, I know what you're saying about the bolts, but it sounds like you, you're saying he was strapped to it with the bolts. But, but you mean in the Yeah, you're right, Bruce. This is why you're Bruce Springsteen. That's right. That's right. And the one song Al almost did, I was, I was so excited, but he, he didn't do it eventually. What was it? Darkness on the edge of my wiener. Yeah, oh, I don't like that one so much. Yeah, it's about a guy who goes to a physical and the doctor finds something. Yeah, that one's a little more troubling. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Hey, speaking <laughs> of troubling, uh, I don't know if you know this band from Lodi called the Misfits. Have you ever heard of them? Oh yeah, of course. That's no, they're an amazing band. They are. They're super cool. Uh, Jerry Doyle and I sometimes go to work out at the same gym in, in Ridgebridge. It's called, uh, it's called Haunch Pumpers. Okay. Yeah. So you all go to Haunch Pumpers together. Yeah. Yeah, we work out. It's really fun. Anyway, b- back in the early 2000s, Jerry had this idea to do an album uh, by the Misfits of all 1950s covers. Okay. And it was called nine, uh, Project 1950. You know, it had these, yeah, they their versions of, you know, like songs like It's Only Make Believe and Great Balls of Fire. So I had this great idea for, you know, that song called Book of Love. I wonder, wonder, whom, do, who, who, yeah, yeah. Book of Love. Yeah. 
you know, how that song kind of unfolds, you know, it's chapter one and chapter two, chapter one, basically, you love her with all your heart, chapter two, you're never going to part, chapter three, the meaning of romance, uh, four, I can't remember, oh, oh, you give her another chance, that's chapter four. Okay. I had this idea to write more chapters than what's in the original song. Okay. And I thought those lyrics should reflect the core values of, of the misfits. Uh-huh. So what, what would they be then? Well, like in chapter 11, she ties you up and you're starting to have some doubts. In chapter 12, she hits you on the head and then you pass out. In chapter 13, she suffocates you until your heart stops. In chapter 14, she exsanguinates you, but she leaves a couple drops. Oh, I wonder, wonder who. You get the, the, the gist of it. Wait, what is this chapter? Which chapter has insanguination in it? Exsanguination? It, it should be chapter 13, but it's 14. That's the only way I can make it work. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that one is chapter... She exsanguinates you, but still leaves a few drops. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, Bruce, you're really on to something with some of this. Thank you. But what I, what I, I became thought, of that? Oh, you know, Jerry didn't like it. He said it was too violent, and you know, and and that was after I changed it to the gal doing it to the guy. You know, because that's a bad look. Sure, sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you know, speaking of the 50s? Yeah. Well, it was Elvis's birthday the other day. It was, yeah. Yeah, and I, I watched a couple of his films in, in uh, you know, in celebration. Okay. Yeah. He made so many movies. I did. I just watched a couple. I, I watched Blue Hawaii and, and On Tour. Okay. And what were, what were your takeaways from watching him? Well, the on tour thing was interesting, you know, because it's, you know, it's, it's him on tour. It's, it's kind of like that, that, that concert episode of the monkeys that, that you hoped would come on more often than it did. Uh-huh. You know? The, yeah. The one that was just like the concert footage and the, yeah. 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 Um, you know, it just kind of like, you, you know, really, it, I, I, this is going to sound super egotistical, but it, it was kind of like it reminded me a lot of of what what my life is like. You know, the you're kind of always always kind of scrambling around and stuff, and you know, and it's you know, and you have this entourage which I, I've never really loved. And you know, one of the weird things about about being uh, whatever famous or known is that you you eventually learn pretty quickly that you can't check into a hotel under your own name, right? So you have to make up a fake one. And since 1978, I have only ever checked into hotels under the names of characters that Elvis played in his movies. Interesting. Okay. Like, well, yeah. I mean, can you, can you share a couple of them with us? Well, yeah, yeah, let me see if I can remember a couple of them. Uh, God, let's see. Uh, uh, Steve Grayson, uh, Charlie Rogers, Mike Wingren, uh, Chad Gates, Glenn Tyler, Ted Jackson, Walter Hale, uh, Mike McCoy, Mike Edwards, uh, who else? Uh, uh, Scott Hayward, Greg Nolan, uh, Walter Gulick, uh, Toby Quimper, 
uh, Ross Carpenter, uh, Jess Wade, and of course, Dr. John Carpenter. They are, without a doubt, the most generic names I've ever heard. It's almost like they're so generic they don't exist. Yeah, like no one has that name. A name that you'd be like, oh, my God, everybody has that name. They're so generic that no one actually has them. Like, well, there's one you said they're early in it that was so... Uh, Glenn Tyler? Not Glenn Tyler. Let me think. It was... Uh, Mike McCoy. Not Mike McCoy. Chad Gates. Say it again? Mike Mike Wingren. But that's see that's even too unique. Mike Wingren. Mike Edwards. Mike Edwards, there it is. Is there anyone actually even named Mike Edwards? I don't know. Probably it seems not. like he had a fascination with Mike also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a name yeah. like like his name was Elvis and it seems like he secretly just wanted his name to be Mike. I want my name to be Mike Harris. Yeah. Man, I wish my name wasn't Elvis Presley. I wish it was Mike Harris. Mike Harris. We got a great show for you tonight. <laughs> Mike Harris is here tonight. Mike Harris. Just imagine, mm-hmm. Bruce, imagine what that would have been like if, if, uh, if his name was Mike Harris. And then what if, what if also, if, um, if, all right, Jake Riviera and Dave Robinson, uh, you know, see this, this guy, Declan McManus, you know, they get his demo tape and they think he's, Mm -hmm. he's really got something there, but he can't have that name. That that name is too out there. So, uh, you know, he has to, he, he, they get him to change it to Mike Costello. Yeah, exactly. Mike Costello. He goes on after Mike Harris. Yeah. What a king, Mike Harris. Yeah. Then it would have been, yeah, then there would have been no Mike and no Elvis. It would have just been Mike. Yeah, yeah. What a what a conundrum, huh, Bruce? It is. I don't know if this is common knowledge or not, but from from what I was reading recently, Elvis had this this kind of weird sadistic streak, and it often came out during the making of those films. It, I, I don't know about this. Yeah, well, it seems like, you know, if another actor annoyed him, he would have a scene written where he and that actor were having a, a long discussion, a lot of dialogue back and forth, and the other a- actor would be carrying ridiculously heavy items in both arms, like uh, like toddlers or, or heavy bags of groceries. That Elvis would make sure that would happen? Yes, yeah. And then Elvis would apparently blow take after take while the other actors struggled, you know, in, in agony to to hold these heavy items and not look like they were they were in pain. And apparently this would go on for like at least an hour. Wow, that's that's uh that's such a subtle form of, of of retribution. It is, it is. But you know who who knows? Maybe he was just in a bad mood that day or something. I mean 
that's one of the drawbacks of, be, of being known is that, you know, you can't really have, have bad days because everyone's got a camera on you. I guess, uh, yeah, well, you would, you would definitely know. Yeah, and, and I am so thankful that there were no camera phones, you know, in, in the 70s because I would get so worked up about these recordings being being perfect, you know, that this almost, you know, Mr. Hyde kind of thing would come out. And what would that be like? Well, like one time we were recording the song Darkest on the Edge of Town, and, you know, it's a very slow, sparse song, and the mighty one, Max, he, he, was, he was just being really aggressive on it. And it's a hard song to play on the drums because it's so slow and... You know, we were doing take after take, and he was getting faster and faster, and I couldn't take it no more. So I, I, I did what any what any producer would do. What was that? I made him eat an entire jar of molasses and wear five pound wrist weights uh, until we got the take right. Well, I don't know if that's what anyone would do. Well, I mean, there's yeah. a there's an aspect. Wait, just explain it again. So you would you, they couldn't get it, right? So your your solution was to to get what a jar a jar of molasses. Yes, yeah, yeah. And I had I had Danny Federici uh, basically just feed him it with a giant spoon till it was gone. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, yeah. And I'll tell you, man. We got the take, but he, but Max puked for at least three days, and huh. I'll tell you, he still hasn't forgiven me for that. Really? Yeah. There, there are times on the road where I literally don't sleep at all because I'm afraid he's going to kill me in my bed. Because of that incident? Yeah, yeah. Which was in what year again? That would have been, uh, what, 78? Yeah, wild. Yeah, yeah. I I also used to whip people with a horse whip. You would whip people, your band members. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody, Landau, Iveen. That's another reason it took so long for me to release the records back then, because so much time had to be spent editing out those the sound of literal whip cracks. That they were actually woven into the fabric of the recording session. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's actually a good name for a band, Literal Whip Cracks. What do you think they would sound like? Well, I mean, if it's called Literal Whip Cracks, I would think that part of it has to sound just like a whip crack, right? Well, I don't know. Remember that band called Shoes? They didn't sound like shoes. Yeah, if they were called Literal Shoes, I would think they should... If they're called literal shoe squeak, I would think there'd be some aspect of sh- a shoe sound in there. What if there was some law that Congress passed that said, you know, it, like truth in advertising, you had you had to you had to literally have what your name was in the band, or or you, or you couldn't call it that. Like, okay. like what if like you, they couldn't be called literally Led Zeppelin? Uh huh. Could they? I don't think you could get away with that. I don't think so either. I don't. I don't think yeah. so. Man, I love talking to you. It's so much fun. Like we really get down to some really, really interesting uh, topics. It's really fun. But uh, you know, Tom, I hate to be rude. I gotta go. Okay. What What are you up to? 
Well, I, I, I host a poker night every couple Tuesdays, and I got to get the snacks ready for my guests. Okay, what are we talking? Uh, what are we talking snack wise? Well, listen, between you and me, and you know, I said this before about the hotel stuff. You know, it is we. It, it's weird being uh, known, you know, or famous, you know, be, because I'm literally in two different worlds. You know, since I started making money, you know, I, I like. I still think I'm I'm pretty working class, you know, and but I'm in this other echelon too. So take tonight at at the at the game. We got my plumber Rick. Uh, we got my buddy Jim from the hardware store. A couple other local dudes, and we got Warren Buffett and Melinda Gates. You you run with a very a very uh, a very wide ranging cast of characters, Bruce. I I do I do. So you know, I'm I, so I'm trying to you know, to appeal to the palates of the working class and the ruling class. So, uh, hey, have you ever tried caviar on Wonder Bread? Ugh. I don't know what's, I, I don't think I'm a fan of either of those things. Uh, but together, no, I haven't. I definitely haven't. Have you? You know, yes. And, and you know, it, it's not bad, but it, it takes some getting used to. It's it's kind of like wearing a tux to a tractor pull. Okay. Um. All right. Well, I'll take your word for it on that. I don't know if I'm ever going to have caviar or Wonder Bread, let alone caviar and Wonder Bread. Well, maybe we can hang out sometime, and and uh, I'll, I'll I'll make some for you. Well, I'd love to hang out. I guess we could, I could try it if you're if you're a big fan of it. I'd give it a shot. All right. That's that sounds great. Oh. Okay, my man, I'm going to roll, and uh, don't do anything I wouldn't do and, unless you're totally sure you won't get herpes. <laughs> I just made that up. <laughs> That's pretty good, Bruce. You're, you're, well, I appreciate, as always, I appreciate the call. And, you know, hopefully, hopefully, uh, someday uh, soon, you don't, uh, don't be such a stranger. Sounds good. Hey, and if you do use the herpes thing, please credit me, okay? Yes, I will give you full credit. Okay, thanks a lot. All right, man. All right, man. I'll I'll see you later. I'll talk to you soon. All right, all right, Bruce. Okay, bye. Bye, bye. Bye. That's kind of cool. Bruce Springsteen calling in two two weeks in a row. A little pretty wild, huh? Look, maybe I don't need these uh, producers to get guests on the show. I've got Bruce Springsteen calling in. The Best Show is produced in partnership with the Forever Dog Podcast Network. The show is hosted by Tom Sharpling and features John Worcester, Michael Lisk, Jason Gore, and Pat Byrne. The show is produced and written by Jason Gore, Pat Byrne, Michael Lisk, Brett Davis, John Worcester, and Tom Sharpling. The Best Show is executive produced by Tom Sharpling, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Co-executive produced by Jason Gore and Pat Byrne, segment producer Michael Lisk. The show is engineered and mastered by Andrew Gleason and Wesley Knapp. Graphic design, video editing, and social media by Brett Davis. Website and technical support by Martine Sellis. And the show is recorded at Forever Dog Studios in Los Angeles. Support The Best Show on Patreon over at patreon.com slash thebestshow. And follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Best Show for Life. That's Best Show number four, Life. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.